Love Talk Radio.
baby, tell me what's up. Can we ascend to higher heights and when the path gets rough? We can give them the brighter nights, breathe with peace. Found by leaps and so to reach my soul to keep the passion deep and filled with heat. Living the cycle and the hustle, I barely get enough time. You know me from the platinum, how I stack them and shine. You see a lot of contenders, they try to end up in my world. A reputation known as the untouchable girl. I'm moving on and now I'm trying to make a change in my ways. Be the best that I can be to last me all of my days. Now we can play pathways or just take our time. Better holler if you hear me, cause left eye gon' shine. My eyes don't lie, see how they listen when you pass me by. You and I don't need permission to be unified. Surely I can seen and heard of many places. Then I traveled around the world, see many faces. Don't let another one get near me if you wanna be true. And show me that nobody else can do it better than you. So if you're serious, I'm curious to see what you got. My love is furious, cause I believe in blowing up spot. Who we're talking to? 
971, go ahead. You're in in the building tonight. What's going on with you? Who we got on deck? Okay, 971, we we got you on deck, so we're just going to roll right on in here. And I guess we'll, we'll throw the question back out there again. How do you handle friends or a family member? That's really horrible. That routinely hates on you. What do you What do you do, Terry? Well, you know, you try to come at them in a logical way and say, "Hey, what's up? Have I done something to you?" But there's no logic there because, first of all, that's a family member. Why are they hating? They know you. <laughs> what is Good there question. to hate on? We're family. What do you think it is that makes it makes no sense? What do you think it is that makes them act this way? I mean, you got you got friends, family, you know what I mean, coworkers and stuff, and all you're doing is just kind of minding your own so you can live long. What do you think makes them do this stuff? Is it jealousy or what? I think it's jealousy, and I think it's it's lack of self love. Mm. Mm. Because if you need yeah. to be that focused on somebody else. Something's wrong with you because you're not loving on you. Oof. Sound like they need some some spiritual help there, and, and a lot of folks that act that way don't, you know, seem like they've got enough of that in their lives. And you know, you can, it's like Luther said, you can never have too much of that. Nine seven one, Bill, what do you think about that? What do you think makes these people do this? Why do Why do you have friends and family and coworker and family members, people that you, some people that you don't even know, that routinely hate on you? What do you think that's all about? Uh, like she said, jealousy, hatefulness, wishing they can be in your shoes. You know, they feel like their life is about nothing. You know, they don't feel good about themselves. Period. You know, and that's why they hate on other people because they don't feel good about their life and their situation. So they go and hate on somebody else. Even if it's your family, your friends, or whoever, they hate on their families, they hate on them too. Because if you're happy and they're not happy, then they're going to hate on you. And I'm sure everybody, you know, is related to that. You know, a lot of people have, have experienced that in their life, no matter who it is. You know, it's, it's a serious thing that people have. You know, I agree with both of you ladies because, uh, you know, I used to work at the Postal Service. I'd come in every day, and, you know, I I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to, you know I'm saying, having to put in that 8, 12 hours or overtime, you know, uh, pre-tour or post-tour. That means pre-tour, meaning you come in before your actual work hours and work two to four hours earlier and then stay all the way through your shift or post-tour, the same thing in reverse. You know, when you, when you supposed to be home, you got those extra hours. But every day I used to just come in and I'd bring music with me and I would sing. You know, people are like, well, why would you know? Why would, why would you do that? Well, you know, if you want, if you don't want to be somewhere, and you know that there's, a, you know, a chance or whatever that your attitude might not be be kosher, or maybe you know you're going through some stuff, or you know you're in for a long shift, which especially when I went from being a custodian to being a uh, mail handler, I went through a lot of that. Where there's just days that I just didn't feel like being there. And it seemed like, you know, I was putting in a little bit too much work. So what I decided to do is just, you know, bring bring some music with me so I could, you know, you know, enhance my day or whatever. And I'd get some of the dirtiest looks or, you know, you'd have, you know, there's only a few black folks down there. And, uh, you know, you'd get them hating on you because, you know, they, they were wondering why you were singing or, or why you were doing anything. And 
I think sometimes we got a little feedback over there. We got a little, little, little noise back there. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, couldn't understand why, why it would be that way, and why they felt the, the necessity to, to hate or say things. But I think sometimes when people, you know, see that you're happy, and when they see that, you know, that life is is, is treating you well, or maybe. You know what I'm saying? You you uh, you don't have friends, or you have family, or you have a new baby, or or whatever it is. People just by nature, if they're having a bad time of it or a bad life for whatever reason, they just seem to just they just hate on everything that you do. It doesn't matter what it is, or or they'll say or do things to to bring you down because you know they're not feeling it or whatever. And uh, you know, I mean, if, it, if it's that bad, you know, like CB Wonder said, if your life gets too hard, go pray to God. Go 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 talk to somebody. Go talk to a, you know, a minister, a pastor, or somebody, you know what I'm saying, somebody that can help you kind of get out of these doldrums and stuff because, you know, hating is definitely not a good thing. It's crazy. So uh, anybody else got anything on that one? Okay. I well, think that right sometimes... On. Go ahead. I think that sometimes people um, get in these situations and they don't even realize that they're there, but they're just stuck there. And, you know, they, there's a saying that says misery loves company. And I found that mm. to be true. The most miserable people that I've ever met, they are always, always trying to bring somebody into their drama to, to keep them company. And the more miserable they are, the more they create havoc and wreak havoc on, on your life because you're happy, you're smiling. And they can't figure out what, what's making you happy and what's making you smile. And you're like, right. ain't nothing going on. I'm just feeling fine. What's what's the problem? That's the problem. You feeling fine, and they're not. That's true. That's true. That, 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 that's horrible. I mean, I mean, I mean, for no reason, and from out of nowhere, and you wonder to yourself, well, geez, how did I garnish all of this this haterade and all of this this hating that's going on? And all I'm doing is just functioning. I'm just, you know, some people are just. You know, happy by nature. You know, I have days like that when I'm, you know, feeling down and out, or I, you know, I wish, you know, situations were were different in different ways and stuff. But I don't go hating on somebody else just because that's the way that I'm feeling. Some some things, and like in this case, I think it's you know it's better that you guys kind of keep it to yourself because you know the last thing that that anyone needs is to have their parade rained on, have anybody rain on the parade. It's 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 tacky, it's ugly, and it's just something that that this doesn't make sense to me how people can go through life like that. And some people go through their their whole life like that, and then they, they, they go around from person to person to person, whoever they think is going to listen to whatever their drama is, and they spread that stuff to them. And then on top of them hating on you, they want other people to join in and hate on you too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got a relationship that I've been in with, with someone that I knew for like 35 years, never had a, a beef or a, a hiccup or a fart, never. And, you know, that the, that there's a potential that, you know, that the person could be upset because they want to empathize and sympathize with someone who just, generally speaking, is just an unhappy person. And, you know, you, you could try to reach out to people, figure out what it is, you know, ask them what their problem is. I'm kind of an in-your-face kind of person anyway. You ask them what their problem is, and they can't even tell you what it is. All they know is that they hate and they're mad, and, you know, you try to get resolution and try to solve it, it's almost as if it makes them more angry. So I guess that's just something that you have, have to kind of deal with in dealing with them, you know, and, and it kind of goes into Go ahead. Would you choose to live that way, though? If you choose to hate everybody around you, 
You you don't even have a life. How do you expect for somebody to help you or support you or be on your side, you know, or feel anything that you're feeling if you're hating all the time? The world is not that bad where you have to hate. You got to love and you got to forgive people. And you got to move on, you know, because if you get caught up in that hate, that's all you're going to get from everybody, your friends, your family, people who have been on your side, people who have been supporting you. It's all about, it's up to you to get your life together. Because if you're not going to let nobody come in, then nobody's not going to help you. Nobody. So if you're not going to allow nobody to get into your life or support you or be there for you, then keep your hate to yourself and quit spreading it to everybody else. Exactly. Right. That's that's very true. Mhm. Hey, we we in here already. We we in here. We in here. You know what I mean? We that's deep. You know. Thank, thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. And for folks out there that are listening in, six zero six five nine five three four zero two. This is the Black Love. You know what I'm saying? Our peeps off the hook. And why do you be tripping, man? That's all we want to know. You know what? It, what is it that makes you trip? You know, stop tripping so much. And, and communicate with people. A lot of people just don't know how to talk and communicate nowadays. And even if they do, they're so stubborn and introverted. They don't want to. They don't want to share it. You know, said so every now and then. You know, you know, people will give you an ear or whatever. But if they see that 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 in, in God's spirit anointing you, and you're trying to spread that to somebody else, you know, every, I guess everybody ain't ready for the anointing yet. Everybody ain't ready to 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 uh, you know what I'm saying feel you know that that realness from some somebody that wants to support them and generally cares for them. Because it's not, not like you don't love your family member or your friend or whoever, but maybe something internal from childhood or something has affected them so deep that they can't see straight. But, you know what I'm saying, ignorance is the law of no, is no excuse, and neither is, you know, being grouchy just for the sake of being grouchy. That's not helping your cause none. And believe it or not, you know, even and if you think that you're right all the time by being that way, just seek to be right all the time. As Dr. Phil McGraw says, you know, you're going to find yourself in a very lonely life at some point because no one's going to want to deal with you because you keep burning those bridges and stuff. And, and just, just grouching for the sake of grouchiness, it just doesn't work out. And that that leads into the second thing here. You know, how do we handle these individuals? How do we handle individuals here again, friends, family, you know, coworkers, a spouse, or anybody? And over and over again, for whatever reason it is, they either bring you something ugly or you always seem to catch them stabbing you in the back. You know what I'm saying? How do you deal with someone that always wants to, you know, stab you in the back? I know, I know, it's it's connected with 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 the, uh, you know, what I'm saying the the the, the hater rating and stuff. But you know, what I'm saying I, myself personally, I try to separate myself from people like that automatically. How do you deal with that, Barry? How do you deal with people that are always trying to stab you in the back all the time? Well, first of all, I try not to communicate with them. You know, I just leave them alone, you know, because if they feel that way towards me, I don't deal with them. I don't communicate with them. I don't have no kind of communication. I don't just deal with them at all. You know, because if you hate no me and, you know, we can't forgive and forget no matter what the issue is and we can't move on, then I can't, you know, I can't, I can't deal with it, you know, because life is, life is short and you can't waste your life on grudges and hatefulness and everything, and if you don't continue to stab me in the back and, and hurt me like that, then I can't deal with you. I just keep my distance from you. Yeah, because I know you got a lot of union stuff and a lot of weird stuff that probably happens to you at work where you don't even have to be a part of it, but somehow, some way, some crazy way, 
you get all this backstabbing, and all you can do is hunch your shoulder and throw your hands in the air and say, why me? How did I get this? How did we get here? It's crazy. Well, see, when I do it at work, I don't even, when when I know there's a certain person who I know that constantly hates on me, and I don't even work with this person. I don't deal with this person. He's on a different shift, and he's giving me a hard time, but I hear him bad-mouthing me all day long, all the time. But I do not communicate with this person. I don't know why to this day why he's still hating on me, and I don't have nothing to do with him. So what I do is I just don't say nothing. I just leave him alone. He's got the devil in him. Let him fight with it because, like I said, I'll pray for him because, like I said, he needs help. And I keep it moving. That's true. You can't deal with people like that. And that's really the best thing that you can do for them is to pray for them because, you know what, the battle is not ours. It's God's anyway. But the more people try to hate on us, the more we have to stop and realize what's the big picture. It's not us. What is it in us that they see that they don't like? And sometimes they even want to be in the position that we are in, to be so happy and joyous, but they don't know how to get there. And instead of asking us, they turn it around and make it into a hate situation when it shouldn't be that way. That is so true. Very true. Oh, that, that, is, that, is, that, that, is, that is just so deep. You know what I'm saying? That it, that it, that it's, it's almost crazy. It's it's all it's almost sinister. You know what I mean? I mean, it, I mean, just to just all the time. You know, there's always something. Here again, I have to relate to the last place I was at where I was around a lot of people. You know, there's only a couple of black folks that work with me now at the post office, and I don't know. Maybe it's because I was always trying to maybe try to get away from them because of the hater rate or whatever, and always trying to maybe, you know, drive a forklift and unload trucks or keep myself kind of aloof from from, the, from their trappings, it seemed like, you know, I, I even got more haterade. I mean, I'd have these, these guys, you know, like I said, if I had to count the number, it was five black people, myself included, and I had these cats even, you know, going to white folks and stuff and just, I mean, just dropping salt, dropping salt, dropping salt, and I'm thinking to myself, and one of the guys was, was ironic, I used to give him a ride home from work all the time. When, when the guy he was piling up with and, and doing all the hating with, you know what I'm saying, wouldn't even give him a ride home. So, you know, you feel sorry for people, you know what I'm saying, you know, rain or shine, you know, you, you give him a ride home and, and try to help him out. Maybe he's try to, you know, ask you questions and, and come back the next day and be all out on the loading dock, you know, uh, you know, airing your business or, you know, telling folks, you know, you know what they don't like about you know, some of kind of stuff. It's just... I was just trying it to be weird. So what it did for me is it made me, as far as work was concerned, it made me introverted where I kind of, you know, people would ask me what was going on and I wouldn't have nothing to say. And it was just me, my walkman, and Marvin Gaye or somebody. And we went, me and him would conversate, you know, about the sexual healing or whatever. We, I figured, you know, he at least had something positive to say. And, I, and I'm being facetious right now, but that's, that's how it, it was. It was it was ridiculous that I didn't feel that I could stop you know, conversate, talk with my brethren and stuff, hang out with them, talk to them or whatever without without the hater rage. Yeah, even even as a man, I, I found that it was kinda kinda hurtful that I couldn't I couldn't trust people and stuff and I would always as soon as I would round the corner and hit down the Broadway bridge and get ready to turn to go into the job, it seems like I always was, was going through, you know, uh not wanting to be there and not wanting to deal with it because you know, like I said, it was it was a headache for me. It caused a lot of stress. 
And I had to finally just, you know, figure out a way through through prayer and just and patience, just you know, bide uh, my time until I got out of there. You know, that that, stab, that stuff stabbing you in the back is is crazy, and people get 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 really wild with it, and you don't know why they do it, but you know what I'm saying? It, it just happens, and something that just you just can't fight off. So it it is what it is. No, but you but you can kill people with kindness. You know, because I find that the the one thing that throws everybody off. Is they say, well, why do you keep coming back being so kind? I said, well, why should I be any different because you are? Do I need to change because you're not right? Then that's going to be two people wrong. I said, so I'm going to continue to be do me and be me, whether you like it or not. And they don't understand that. And I was like, because we're, we're coming from two different places, and we're looking at things in two different directions. I'm trying to have a good life. I don't know what kind of life you're trying to have, but... It doesn't mean that I need to be cruel to you because you're not kind to me. Mm. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, we people, are real people can't accept the, you know, accept the fact that you're nice to them. You know, a lot of people can't accept it, that you're nice to them, no matter how you feel or anything. Some yeah. people can't accept it. They can't. But they hate your touch mm. because you're not coming at them the same way they're coming at you. People do hate right. that way. They do. But why should we and lower our standards or stoop to their level and become something that we weren't meant to be? I wasn't meant to be a, a, a cruel and unkind person, even if you don't like me. I didn't right. ask you to like me. I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah. Right. So I have that right. So with that right, yeah. I don't need to be something that you say be. I need to be who God says be. Because that's ultimately the only person that I have to answer to. Yeah. You know, it's the funniest thing, too, is that people, for whatever reason, people have a weird and strange, you know, this new millennium phase that we're in, people have a, a real weird way of thinking that because you're decent and kind and, 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 and you know what I'm saying, kind of giving of yourself like that, and somehow that's a weakness. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's not a weakness. It's, it's actually a sign of strength. And the people who can't handle, you know, the kindness or, or, or the fact that you're just trying to, we're all trying to find our own balance, okay? We're all trying to, you know, figure out, you know, how our life works. We all have ups and downs and stuff, but the true measure of a, of a real man or a real woman is the person that doesn't take things that are really not worth blending too much time or taking too much time on and sharing that type of energy with other people. Some things, you know, unless you're willing to talk to someone about it, if you, it's an old saying and it might be corny to some, but it, it still holds true today. If you can't find something nice to say or something Don't say to nothing say, at all. Don't say yeah. a word at all. You, you don't have to communicate with profanity. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying, act like it's my way or the highway. And regardless of what some people may think, Yes, it does matter with people who are in your inner circle, your family, your friends, your people like that. It does matter what they think because it, it, you, you, you can complain all the time about how, oh, my family's not here for me. Oh, how my friends have all left me. Oh, how no one understands me and no one, you know, feels what I'm going through. But if you sit up and you continue to push people back or you continue to stab them in the back or you find yourself being adverse all the time, 
you know, anybody, you know, you know, even Job in, in the Bible had his patience tested, and he was, and according to the scripture, he was the most patient person that there is. It's the term, the patience of Job. He was the most, the most tested one there is. Lord knows, Jesus was 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 highly tested, but he was an example of how you know you could you know try to figure out you know the best things that you could see in people and try to work with that. But some people, like you say, they just don't want to let you in. And it's sad because they're putting you, they're pushing you away and pushing themselves away from you, and nothing gets resolved. And you know, teardrops and closed caskets on that one. It's, it's it, it leads to an early death too, because if you're always angry, that's hard on the heart. Remember, it takes more muscles in your face to make uh, a, a a frown than it does to smile. Through the thought. Um, and ultimately, if you're all if you're always angry, you don't hurt the person that you're projecting that anger at. You're really and truly hurting yourself because the anger eats at you. You know, we can discuss it as intelligent people and walk away from it and say, okay, well, I'm going to have to let you slide for a while. I'm going to just have to leave you right where you are, and you work on that because I can't help you with that. But you, as that person that's so angry, you're the one that's being eaten alive, literally, by that anger. Man, stress is killing you. Stress is the quickest kill of the human spirit, body, and the mind. Big time. Well, we're off to a great start. We're going to take a small break here as, as I wonder Twin Powers activate and pay, pay a couple of bills here and um, see if I can't uh, catch up with, with a couple of guests. And we're going to keep this thing going. This is Flossie Jeezy. It's 646-595-3402. And we're going to take our first break. We're going to take that East River Drive with Mr. Grover Washington.
It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in the city of Roses, Portland, Oregon, 646-595-3402. Talking about that black love again, our peeps off the hook, why you be tripping. We don't understand. We're just trying to, you know what I'm saying, gain some understanding. Uh, well, that's, that, was a, that was a good first hour on, you know, handling friends and family that hate on you and the ones that backstab you. Quite good insight from, uh, um, you know, Bev out of Portland, Oregon, and uh, Miss Lynn, Terry Lynn down in uh, Las Vegas. Real good stuff. Okay, here's one that, that kind of affects, you know, uh, the, the men, but, but the ladies in particular. How should or do you handle a person that routinely flirts with your man or wants your man, you know what I'm saying, or an ex? Either one of you ladies can go ahead and jump right on this one because I'm quite sure this is going to be quite interesting. I know from time to time we've all had people that kind of, you know what I'm saying, always getting their little flirt on or always trying to get a hug in there or, or something's going on. How do you deal with folks like this? You keep them away from your man <laughs> and your exes <laughs> at all possible, and, and you keep your eyes open at all times. I mean, even if it's a social event, you don't even drink. You just watch it and wait. You don't let no opportunities go by. You just jump right on in. <laughs> you can kind of see them from across the room. It's almost like hunting. Yep. You got your eyes up and up there. You, 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 you actually watch her, him or her. Walk across the room and kind of peek a little bit and see what's going on. How they gonna react, you know, to all the teasing and 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 and, and, and everything like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you make sure you close by. You keep yourself right in the midst of everything. You don't let nothing go by because you know how they are. You don't give they them like a chance. They like to quarters, don't they? Well, 
Yeah, you know, that's a hard one to deal with, you know, especially if a family member is someone close or maybe someone you care about, you know. Um, it's unfortunate that we have to go through the jealousy stuff, you know, but, you know, that's all a part of success, you know. Um, I guess if no one's jealous of you, I guess if no one's hating on you, I guess you're not really doing much. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. I just find it, you know, ironic that, you know, you got more haters than you got congratulators. Yeah. You know, more inclined to give you, you know, a pat on the back or an encouraging, you know, word or encouraging something to, you know, keep it going. We all know success takes a lot of hard work and perseverance, so. The last thing a person needs is someone coming along with hate, hate, hate mongering, you know. Right. I, I, know, I know it very well. Ooh, you know, hey. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's everywhere, but it seems like, you know, I talk to people, you know, that come from other places, you know, and at this stage, you know, it seems to be a, a bit more prevalent here. People don't, you know, they don't, they don't have the... You know, where was all this, you know, celebrate people, individual successes. And that's just unfortunate because, you know, we need all the encouragement we can as people. Just as humans, you know, just in the struggle of, you know, the life and whatnot, any encouragement would be better than any disencouragement. I like what you just said there a minute ago. You got more haters than congratulators. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. Oh, thank I know you got plenty of them, man, because, you know, you've always been kind of the, the man about town, you know what I'm saying, you know, all the way back to, in the high school to now. I, I, I know that you've dealt with more than your fair share uh, of, of a lot of that stuff, man, right down to, you know, you trying to, you know, get in the shows and, and trying to perform and stuff and other local acts who maybe had a, a leg up, didn't want to want to give you a, a, a hand up. They want to give you more of a of a hand down. But you persevered and you you landed on your feet quite well. I gotta I gotta say, I gotta tell my boy my boy T, I've known him a long time and he's always, you know what I'm saying, persevered through uh, good times and bad times. Um well how how do you how do you handle people, man? You know what I'm saying? It's kinda kinda goes with question number one, you know? How do you handle those folks, man, that you know, just continually seeing that they can't do anything better but just stab you in the back and, and keep the drama going. You know what I'm saying? I know you've dealt with, a, with quite a bit of that in your, in your times, too. You know, how do you, how do you, you know, handle folks like that? What, what would you uh, suggest to our listeners that they do about that? Well, I mean, you know, I just kind of, you know, roll, you know, you know they're going to be there. You know they're going to exist. Um, it's all a part of the game. So, you know, I actually kind of try to turn it around and use it as a motivation, you know. Um, the harder they hate, or, you know, the harder they, you know, become an adversary, so to speak. And, you know, the harder I work, man, the harder I persevere to, you know, to prove them wrong, make them piss even more piss here. It just really gets, you know, to be a, a, a kind of a situation after a while, I mean. Who cares about their friendship? They weren't friends anyway, so this might, why not just go on and even piss them off full bore? If they're kidding you, know, so I just, just keep 
say, oh, you can't do this, or the more they say you suck at that or you suck at this, the more I just work hard to not suck and to be better and to to, to make you know wrong in their opinions over the long haul. It's just you know, it's just my I guess my life life work is to to you know um, go up against these adversarial uh, competitors and whatever endeavors that I choose. You know, I don't. I don't let them bother me. I don't let them, you know, the naysayers get in the way. It's just, you know, nose to the grindstone. And if, there, if I have to uh, celebrate my successes by myself, I, I'm strong enough to do that as well. I mean, I don't need a bunch of fanfare to feel, feel like I've accomplished anything. I, I'm pretty much uh, grown enough and old enough and mature enough to know whether I've accomplished anything or not. So, you know, I, I just find it it's a personal thing for me. I, I don't really need any external um, acknowledgments for my successes. It's just all about my personal things that I want to do and forget what they say and where they're at. And if they want to come aboard and be join the fanfare and, be, and become a fan and and congratulate, great. I'm all for you. But if not, then about your business and hate some. You know, do your hate. I love the haters. They're, they're not serious. Well, you know, one thing about it, you know, President Obama always said that, uh, you know, we were having trouble with the economy. But one thing about a hater, you know, they work they work uh, 365 days a year, sometimes 24-hour shifts. So while everybody else is losing jobs, they always seem to be able to maintain a job. It's amazing. <laughs> Pretty incredible <laughs> stuff right there, man. You know what I'm saying? Haters, always got, haters are always on the overtime list, too. Those folks go above and beyond. But like you said, you know, and like the entire panelist said, you know, very good input on this subject because, you know, like I said before, you know, you can't get around a whole lot of stuff. So sometimes, you know, you just kind of deal with it, but you just compartmentalize it, put it in a box and set it to the side, put it on the things to do list because, uh, like I said, some things just don't stop. So now to get you current on what we were just before break, uh, we got a deal where we're asking, or just after break, how do you handle uh, people that routinely, you know what I'm saying, flirt with your woman? You know, you're, you're a decent-looking gentleman and stuff. You've always been able to, you know, kind of keep the act together and everything. And, you know, I've always remembered that you all, you were never as lonely for long. But how do you deal with circumstances, man, where people, you know what I'm saying, they – they want to try to, you know, they they want your your mate, you know what I'm saying? They want your woman, they want the man or, or, or an ex or whatever, and I don't know if ex is really applied, but, you know, how do you handle uh, people that routinely, you know, want to, want to always uh, figure out a way to, to place themselves, how have you dealt with it in the past, where people always want to kind of flirt with your woman or be in your woman's face? Well, I've had, you know, women, I mean, guys, you know, try to take my women, man. I just flirt with my women, man. You know, I'm just trying to bring, bring it all the way down, man, trying to, you know, suck up and take her, you know. And that ain't never happened, you know, unless I let her go, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, they don't know. I guess they think the game is weak or whatever or something like that. I don't know what they think, but, you know, I don't really worry about that. What any female I'm with if I'm with her and, you know, she's easy, easy to get tilt like that and go off to somebody that's shooting a few little dicey lines at her and then go on and you're speaking about nothing anyway. 
gone over there with him. Matter of fact, I'm going to deliver you over there to him. You know, you know, coming back to me after you see it don't work out for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time for those kind of women. That, you know, the first person that can say, you know, even just even flirting, you should be ignoring him. You should just be coming back telling me that you're being uh, annoyed by someone that's uh, flirting with you and his advances aren't uh, wanted. And, you know, can, I, you know, can we do something about that? Uh, you know, if she can't do that and let me know what's going on in the game, then, you know, she's gone about her business, man, because I don't have time for that, you know. Her life needs to be on a prize, you know. Prize ain't and, you know, I don't have anything to do with the situation. So, you know, I just don't even worry about that, you know. If they want to flirt at her, man, and she's vulnerable to all that, man, then she's just weak anyway. She's not the one I need to be with. I need someone that, you know, has got blinders on, man. Doing bigger things, man, to worry about small flirtations and crap like that. You know what I mean? That's just small baby stuff, kid shit. You know, and when shit we did back in high school and grade school and stuff, you know? You know, we're grown ass people now on our way to, you know, on our trimester, trimester life. I shouldn't even have to worry about that with a female. She should be able to leave and go. Be gone on a trip or whatever, man. I shouldn't have no doubts about anything, man. This shouldn't even creep up in my my any cellular thought. It just should be a, no questions about any problems like that. Forget about what the guys are doing. I'm more focused on how she's receiving and what she's doing about the advances. I like that. I like it. I like it, man. Fully, fully descriptive. Full nine yards. Not trying to let anything get on his radar. But, you know, you're, you're right, man, so far as the maturity portion goes. But you know how it is, man. Uh, a lot of folks out there still got the, got the shoe size rather than the age factor on how they act and behave and stuff. And you, you hope, uh, uh, you know, above all hopes that, you know, everything goes the way it needs to because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm myself, I'm, I'm old school. And even if I were a, a single fella, if I got to do all that kind of worrying at this age and this and this age bracket and this in this district, I'm the ultimate of this district of age, so to speak, you know what I'm saying, being 50 and all, if I got to do all that extra extra mind power, it's time for me to go uh, find something else to do, maybe, you know, invest my time and, and you know, try to figure out more interesting shows and try to figure out something because, you know, after a while, you know, you, you do grow out of things, but some folks, you know, they, they still need the old, child safety caps put on them because they haven't matured into the, the point of, uh, you know what I'm saying, representing their age the way that they're supposed. That's, that's pretty sad, but it's, it's good that uh, all three of you folks on the panel gave good answers to that one, and and, and that's it. You know, uh, it, with the ladies, it's it's like keep a visual on everything that's going on around you, and men try not to allow insecurities to, to play into what it is that you're trying to accomplish and do. That, that's, that's excellent answers. Um, five. Uh, let's hear again. Uh, six four six five nine five. You know what I'm saying. Um, talking about you know things that's off the hook with us, man. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, make sure that we uh, maintain this black love. The reason I call this one black love and all the other series is because we don't have enough coverage on how we feel as people and how we process information. We get a lot of the, the Donnie broken, you know, uh, you know, white white urban areas and, and country stuff country kind of music and stuff, but I like to, you know, it's our, we, we're the people of the jazz generation, and we, we like to jazz it up a little bit, and that's why I have to have these conversations, because we, as a rule, we just don't function and think 
like the what's supposedly the broader uh, cross section of the country, and it's good to have these discussions because you know how we feel and how we think. We don't get enough exposure on that, so that's why we do these shows. Again, six four six five nine five three four zero two. Don't be don't be afraid. Come on in. The water's fine. We're getting it in this evening. Um, now here here's something that happens a lot too, and the question is is that why is it when you try to have a serious conversation with certain people, you know what I'm saying, they take what you say and they blow it completely out of proportion and try to turn it back and flip it around on you. It may be a situation where, you know, they're saying things or doing things or they're exhibiting these other behaviors or whatever that we just discussed, the last uh, three or four things you just talked about, and we're just trying to get some clarity and trying to get things, you know, just simple conversations, just, you know, just a simple explanation, and they take it and somehow they just blow it completely out of proportion and out of the water and confuse it with a lot of other stuff. And like I said, kind of turn it around on you. How do we? How do you deal with that situation? What, what should you do, anybody? Sometimes all you can do is just walk away because how can you deal with someone else's anger and their issues when they don't even know what they're angry about, but yet they want a target. So why should you be target practice? Sometimes you just the best thing to do is just to walk away and leave them be. Yeah, but they keep. What if they keep pursuing you, and in the course of the conversation, while you're talking to them, they continue to whatever. You know how some folks are. They 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 seem to just be like a, a magnet. You're like paper clips in a bowl. They seem to just draw to you and then you get this this reaction from them and it can sometimes it can be so so uh vile and volatile that it just gets ridiculous and blown completely sideways and all you want to do is just have simple conversation or maybe something just on your mind or whatever you want to express and talk to them about it you know what i mean how do you, how do you deal with these people well first you pray and and know the word before you walk into that kind of a battle because really and truly it's a battle they're not interested in what you have to say because they've made that quite clear. So, therefore, you can't make somebody want to listen or even communicate with you. And so sometimes you just have to leave them right where they are because that's all they understand. Well, I, I believe in demons, you know. I believe people get possessed with demons, you know. They get possessed with negative demons and whatnot, and you know they're that's definitely you know some of these people don't even know that when the demons are taking over them, you know they're just you know the host, you know what I mean? So you know there's a lot of a lot of jealousy and negativity that comes from a demon, you know what I mean? You know, it's 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 you know not just you know something you know spitting out you know crap out of slime out of its mouth and turning its head around like on some horror show. I mean, you know, demons come in all shapes and sizes, and, you know, they'll attack certain things, you know what I mean? And, you know, they'll attack relationships and, you know, and attack people that you're close to. You know, it would be those very, very people that you're around that you're close to that, you know, um, problems and adversities are set in with, you know? And the person that's attacked by the demon, you know, is a weak person, then, you know, sometimes... Those relationships aren't, aren't, aren't even repairable until that, that is extracted out of that person. 
Wow. What do you think but about that, that, that person, But that person don't really deserve to be attacked if the other person is not attacking them. You know, you can have a general conversation on, on any issue on anything, and when a person comes and attack at you and you haven't said anything negative to them, all you have done is just communicate with them, and they come at you, I think it's wrong. I really do. Because, like I said, if you haven't done anything for this person to come and attack you, why should you have to take that? Well, you shouldn't have to. I'm going to go 100 miles away the other way myself. I'm not even going to sit up there and waste my time even listening, even wasting my time or even regurgitating anything and coming off from someone negative doesn't have my best interest. I don't even want to start. I don't even want to see you. Matter of fact, I see you. I'm going the other way. I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to divert my out of my way just so I can avoid you. Uh, that's, that's a good method right there. I mean, but it's crazy, Troy, because sometimes, man, even if, like, if you're dealing with a situation or they see a situation you're dealing with, and it could be a personal situation, and they'll want to figure out a way to get all into your mix, and a lot of times it could be one of these type of things where they, they see a situation you're going through, like a simple love relationship or a simple um, you know what I'm saying, just day-to-day thing that you're dealing with. And I will say, I'll say for instance, a personal relationship. And they want to try to get all the way into your personal space to try to, you know, help you deal with their relationship. And to be honest with you, they're not even a stu- good steward of their own life. You know what I'm saying? They don't handle their relationships correctly or their interactions with their family or their friends or, or coworkers or whatever, but they want to somehow take your situation and make your situation their situation. You know what I'm saying? You're in close proximity. I see what you mean by staying away from them, but they're in close proximity to your situation, and they want to take whatever's going on and blow that out of proportion. That's just That, that can be kind of tough to deal with, you know, if, if it's right there, right there upon you. Yeah. Oh, a lot of challenges to face, you know, dealing with each other on this earth, you know. This is like I say, man. Yeah, I look at everything that comes off on a negative end, especially if it's habitual. You know, it's got to be uh, a demonic influence there, you know what I mean? A lot of, like I say, this is a lot of this, this stuff is spiritual, you know what I mean? It's a spiritual side, you know. People carry different spiritual, you know, uh, them, you know, forces within inside themselves. Depends on what they've done and who they've been around. That's why you got to be careful of who you're dealing with and who you're associating with. You know, because the demons they easily jump from one person to the next. You know what I'm saying? If you're not careful. Exactly. Wow. And then there you go. You, you caught up. You know. And now you got. You know, I find myself acting crazy and doing things and not knowing why and having to step back and look and see and who's around me and what's really going on, man. And, you know, sometimes you think that it's, you know, someone out to get you. It's really true. It's not them. Like I say, they're being influenced by some spiritual shit that's bigger than us. You know, know, I I have empathy for people and mercy on people, man. That's why if I see anything like that, I'm getting out the way and I'm praying and I'm I got my uh I got some uh, uh audio here at the house, man. I crank up and play, man, and bless the house up and bless my house. Bless my uh, you know, 
rooms and bless everything that I'm doing and my body, my my endeavors, and just bless and put, you know, get rid of witchcraft, you know, because all this is a form of yeah. witchcraft, man. You know, so I have, a, you know, these rituals I go through to, to you know, get rid of this witchcraft that makes people will place or not even try to place. It's just, you know, where you're going. If you're going around the wrong thing, you know, evil is everywhere, man. So you have to be cautiously vigilant and um, uh, uh, neutralizing uh, these uh, uh, evil forces. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, too, you know, you can be conversating with them and, and here again, just trying to, you know, because, I mean, you, you're going to deal with situations and relationships of all kinds where you're dealing with people. And I think one of the most difficult things to do if you're trying to explain your position on how you feel about that something, and then they turn around and they try to make it all about them. So they're not really even listening to what, you, what you're saying. I mean, how, how do you deal with it with a person when you're trying to resolve something that can keep your relationship or your friendship or whatever closer, and instead of listening to how things affect you, you, it's like you're talking to yourself because they want to make it all about them. How do you deal with that? Well, um, you got to know that, you know, like I say, the evilness it is always finding the door, the open door. It's always going to find the open door to the evil is the weakness within any situation. So if there's a breakdown in communication or a breakdown in any uh, aspect of the relationship or anything of that where evil wants to set in because it sets in and, you know, making you unhappy, ruining your relationships, making hardship between you and your kids, hardship between you and your siblings, hardship between a, a parent and their children. I mean, it's on all fronts, man. It's a war out here. You know, why do you think the natives and stuff, man, had all their little rituals they used to do to get rid of uh, evil spirits and this, that, and the other, and their, their things that they used to do to ward off the evil spirits, man, because these evil spirits are out here. So we go, our present day, we go to church, you know, and, you know, we pray and we do we meditate and we do those types of things. And, you know, and those things do work, you know what I'm saying? So just whatever one per, a person has chosen to do to to neutralize these uh, evil spirits and whatnot is what you have to continue to do throughout your life because this is a fight. I mean, there's good and evil on this earth, man. We're, you know, good and evil on this earth through the knowledge that we have acquired, you know, we want to be smart individuals. That's the whole issue. So we've acquired the knowledge. So now we know the difference between good, evil, and good and evil. So as we know good and evil, we will be affected by good and evil. Had we not known about good and evil, we wouldn't be affected by good and evil. So, you know, we took it upon ourselves and want to know some stuff. So here we are knowing some stuff. You know? So here we go, you know? So, you know, evil is out there. So now we can't be cowards now. Now we know what evil is. You know, you got to understand what it's for and come in. Everybody think it's some, you know, something with a gun wanting to kill you. It ain't always necessarily like that. A lot of this stuff is, just, you know, uh, low-key. Low it's, it's, you know, stuff that you, you, you don't, you have to really pay attention to to know what it is. I mean, you have to really jog your mind and say, this is what this really is. Because if you don't, yep. then you're going to be reacting in an adverse way. 
being more defensive. Once you understand what this is, you 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 it's kind of like using you know a form of martial arts where they use the opponent's body motions and stuff to counteract whatever he's throwing at you. So once you know, you use less effort because you know what you need to do. You 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 roll. You, you kind of switch that aside. You kind of just move it to the side, man. You don't really fight it because it's always going to be there. But you got to know how to push it to the side. Yeah, that's that's the art of aikido, using a person's strength against them. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. The aikido method with this, man. You know, and as you use the aikido method with this evilness and this jealousy and all this, the Bible said that you know. In the in the Quran, all these things they always say that you know towards the end of time, these things are going to be more prevalent. They're more prevalent now. They said it was going to be more prevalent. I mean, we got more of this now. Even I remember even uh, the the um, uh, the uh, Jehovah Witnesses used to come by the house, man. They used to bring the little packets when I was a little boy, and they had a little cartoon package showing everything that was going. It used to say how it was going to be more jealous towards the end of time. It's going to be more uh, increase in jealousy and greed and envy and all those ill-gotten feelings and emotions that come up out of the gutter, man, will be more prevalent in our society because what's going on is we have the haves and the have-nots now. Yeah. You know. Right. You got more people than have, and you got more people than don't have. So as the separation occurs, and it's going to be even more, you're going to get more and more of this. Woof. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Very, very descriptive and very on time. Ladies, anything to add to that? He pretty much said it all because that's very Ooh. true. And that's why I say, you know, um, I used to say you you have to get up and put on the full armor of God every day. Well, now you need to sleep in that full armor of God at all times. You need to have it on at all times. This is not a game. This is a war. And we do have the equipment to fight these situations, but it's are we using it. Right. You don't need to get up and put it on. You need to keep it on. Yeah. But you got to know what to put on, you know, because you got to identify first, and that's the hard yeah, you part. Do. But, but when you're putting on the full armor of God, you're covered from head to toe. True. Yeah. This is true. Like, like Mob Deep said, there's a war going out outside nobody's safe from. And that's, that's the truth. Uh-huh. And when you least expect it, expect it. Your family's coming for you. It seems to be the family that's after you more so than anybody else yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, it's a, I mean, the family is what's been attacked. We don't have yeah. families like we used to have. We don't. Our families are breaking down on all levels. On in everybody's uh, blacks, whites, everybody's families breaking down. It's not just us. So the family has been attacked. Society is a fact attack. It's like almost from the inside out. The the very yeah. the, the very it's like from the it's, yeah it is. It's like from the inside out. I don't know what it is that we have against our families anymore, but we don't like our families anymore. We don't like to take the time with our families. It's something about families we don't like anymore because we are the society that is breaking down. So we can't say they. Yeah. It's us. They it's they they is us. Right. So what what is it right. that we don't like about having families and stuff anymore? 
Woo. You know, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, it's too cognizant to take a lot of time. You hear a lot of people don't want to take time with a family, man. They don't want to take time with a mate. They don't want to take time with a kid, some kids and stuff. They're too busy trying to get this and too busy going for the frivolous and trying to go for the surface feel. Oh, I, well, look at me. Like a girl, I got making this kind of money. Look, I'm on this kind of career. This is my career, baby. I'm I'm high rolling. I'm, I ain't got time for that. I'm, a, I'm making money. You know, I got, I'm, I'm educated. I have a degree. I have a degree. I have a master's degree. I don't have time for any of this kind of nonsense and foolishness. You know, too busy, too high to ditty now. All the success and all the opportunities that went through this to everybody's brain. Now it's all about that. It didn't used to be about all that. It used to be about changing diapers, man. It used to be about boiling bottles. It, didn't, it used to be about rolling Chevy cars and, and Fords. Now it's all about BMWs and Mercedes Benz and all this high priced ass glitz and glamour, man. All these old high priced ass uh, surface ass things, man. And then it gets into, you get a hottie ad. A lot of people get a hottie attitude behind these things. You know, they're, they're hottie now. I'm high in now. I ain't got time for him. He may be a good man. She may be a good or He'd be like, ah, oh, man, she's a hood rat. She may be a good girl. She just may need some cultivating some time. You know, uh, be willing to make a change and be willing to hear some things. But you got people out here, man, their attitudes are shot. Even when they have money and they think they're all that, and they're on top, they're, they're worse off. Cain yeah. and Abel 2.0. Hold on just a moment. We got another caller in the building from the Emerald City, Seattle, my main man. Take it away. Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? Hey. hey. What's going on? What's we got business? What's the business? What's the business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Bev in the house, you know what I'm saying? We get uh-huh. on from Portland. Okay. We got uh, my man Chill T in the house from Portland. Chill we got, T, uh, yeah, what's up? Chill T, yes, yeah, yeah, so Trouble right. T. Roy, he's up in the house. And we got, uh, you know, my friend uh, Teresa from uh, Las Vegas. You know, she's in the house. Okay, okay. What's up, Bev? What's up, Teresa? Hey, what's, what's going on? Got this black love, man. You know what I'm saying? Our peeps off the hook. Why you be tripping? Yeah, so, so, yeah, who's tripping? For the purpose of the night, we went, we're just talking, you know, general format, man. Some of everybody, yeah, some man. of everything. And, and, I mean, I, we, we hate to generalize, but, you know what I'm saying, for the, just for the sake of discussion, the purpose of instruction, you know what I'm saying, we're just breaking it down across. You know what I mean? General lines all the way around. Topics tonight are, you know what I'm saying? And we'll, we'll run back through them briefly real quick and then, and then get updated, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the first one is uh, we're talking, you know what I'm saying? How do you handle, uh, you know what I'm saying, friends and family members and associates that uh, routinely hate on you? How are you dealing with those? Come on, family and friends and associates hating on you? Yeah, routinely. Is that the question? Well, you know, yeah. hey, that's part of that's, that's part of the journey, man. You know, that's what you know, some things you can't, you know, you can't control some things. That's another thing I want to talk to. You know, about our next show is about emotions, cause it's a lot of emotions go into hating, man. So, 
Yeah, man, you can't help it, man. Some people got to control emotions, man. But, you know, if you hurt their feelings and they hurt by something you do, and I hope it's positive, you know, you can't help it. Hate is what they do. And you need more of those. And that motivates you when they act out. So when they act out, you just go ahead and continue doing what you're doing and make sure that you continue to make them pass the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, catch a catch a fever, catch a fever if you have to. Because I mean, seriously, man. I mean, you can't. You get some things you can't control, and hate is not not acceptable in no terms, man. Nobody need to be hating. But you got people that do that, and that's because they can't control their emotions. And hey, that's what it is. Well, in, in conjunction of that, you know, it goes along without saying that a lot of that stuff leads to. You know, folks that, you know what I'm saying, that you're thinking is down with you and, and, and on the same plane, on the same level, but they're stabbing you in the back on the routine. How you dealing with that situation? Well, stabbing the back thing is, 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 stabbing is almost, it's, it's a little more, stabbing the back is, is, is kind of like, that's, that's, that's really bad, man, because it's one of those things, man, that, that's people step back by kind of, kind of like being with you and being friends with you, but go about that's kind of bad right there in itself, man. Because that 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 way to deal with that man is basically be truthful to yourself and call that person when you find out about it. Or yeah, just distance yourself away from it. You know, just don't. It's hard to deal with somebody stabbing you in the back, man. Because that's some shit, man, that people do that just. I mean, that's some heartbreaking shit, man, because I know people that get hurt by that, man. Whew. Yeah, because, I mean, that could fall under anybody, you know, friends, family, loved one. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, people that you've known for years. It heralds hurts the worst when it's the person that you that you know the, the you know the longest, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a real difficult situation to deal with, you know. There's no, you know, one right or wrong. Uh, an answer to that because it, it falls under so many you know different phases and it's, it's crazy. And uh, I, I, along those lines, the next one was uh, how should you or how do you handle a person that you know what I'm saying uh, wants your woman or say you know what I'm saying they routinely you know they always find themselves trying to hug on or trying to trying to flirt with your woman or, or with your man you know what I'm saying. And we've all been through that. How how would you deal with situations such as that? What's that? Smart, smart. First, with your with your woman and stuff. You know, I mean, they, they, you always seem to be caught in that bad position where they want to flirt or, or maybe you know call when you ain't home or you know it, it could fall under all all kind of scenarios. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. They routinely find themselves, you know, what I'm saying trying to get close to that one you close to. They want to be closer. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, without air and extra dry, they want to get a little close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How do you how do you deal with cats like that? Man? I was on the flirtatious tip. Shit, I can't deal with that. I'm trying to get close to a woman of mine or something like that. Talking to my woman when I'm not around, being all kind of cool. That's that's, that's, that's that janky behavior, man. That's what the fuck is wrong with the cats, man. That's that shit, man. He violated G codes. He's YXZ and everything. He violated all that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a cat man that doesn't need. He need to be 
He needs to be uh, dudes need to go in his house and pull him out, man, and and and, and take him outside and talk to him. Say, hey, bro, we're gonna take you back to the kindergarten school, man, and teach you about the G code and how to do shit. You don't. I don't care, man. When I when I, when because of my homeboys, man, and and, and any other man, married man or anybody that has a woman, I, I just I respect that, man, because it gets to the point, man. I don't want to be messing around with somebody else's property, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that means that he has the opportunity to whoop my ass. It's a, it's, he he'll get he got more of a sentence to whoop my ass then. Because I mean, I'm fucking with his property, man. I mean, anybody fuck with your, something that belongs to you, to you, and you put time and investment into it, you just there to kind of mooch off some some stuff that he already have. That's not good. That's not me going inside your house and going inside the refrigerator and eating up all your food and drinking up all your beer. And before you get there, I'm out. And when you catch me, what you going to do? You're going to beat my ass. I mean, that's right. That's like fucking with some ass stuff. So you don't do that, man. That's violating the game. That's that real nasty, janky, uh, just that whack player shit, man. What kind of player that is? Those guys need to, need to go out and Hang out on Broadway. Broadway over here is the capital of the world. Capital here is the Broadway. Niggas can hang out that shit, man. Or, or some Nino Brown and G Money type stuff. New Jack City, you know. <laughs> some crazy, yeah, man, crazy stuff going down with it. Yeah, that, shit, that shit is not even it's orthodox. It's different, man. It's like way out, man. It's like, damn. And, and, and heaven help you if he or she feels the same way as the violator. That, make, that can make it even more tenuous that's, and strenuous. That's, that's kind of crazy right there. You know what I mean? That's why, that's why I ask these questions, man. That's why I ask the reactions. are always different, but quite quite similar. I like that. I like that. Can I say something right quick, man? I, I, want, I want to chill something right quick, man. I want, I want y'all guys to listen to this real quick, man. I'm just looking at that situation, man. In, in New Hampshire Police Commissioner, you know, he refused to resign to referring to uh, Obama with a racial slur, you know, he said racial slur to say something. I, I haven't read the whole entire thing, but what I'm trying to say is, man, is that I want you guys to look into it, man, and it's very important, man, to look up Hidden Colors. It's coming out in Select D June 26th, but it's on DVD, like, probably like if you haven't seen Hidden Colors 1 or Hidden Colors 2, go to hiddencolorsfilm.com and get that, man. And the thing about it, well, I said it, man, man, there's been a lot of racial situations going on. The truth is coming out. You are seeing a situation, man, that's going on racially, that everything is coming toward us. And it's very obvious that you can see there's no way in the hell that a black person can be racist. There's no way out. At this particular time, every time you look at the news around, you'll see something special motivated. It's been going on a lot, but it's very public now. It's very open and wide open. And out there, man. So, I mean, it's, it's very important. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, hey, hey. Hold on. 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 Okay. Why not? You sound like I'm trying to get shit. But, uh, what I'm trying to say is, man, it's very important, man, to teach your kids, man, about white supremacy, man. 
that's the early age. I'm getting ready to start teaching my daughter some real heavy stuff, put up on some serious, serious game. Because the thing about it is, it's going on in our schools. It's going on everywhere to the point where kids are getting to the point where they're starting to really feeling funny, feeling I don't know how to deal with it. That's why it's very, very important for parents to nod themselves to be prepared to deal with this shit, man. It's going down right now. It's going down. That's that's some important stuff, all right, man. I, I can't wait till that new Hidden Colors comes out because, uh, you know, that's, that's some very important stuff that's on there, and there's a, there's a lot of knowledge and stuff within that that, uh, that we don't know about or should I say it's really just not taught in school. It's very important for our, our, our children to know what it is. We got we got we got some feedback going on. Got a little feedback going on right there. Okay, we we, we good. We good. Um, okay, well let's let, let's continue on. Cause like I said before, you know we you know time's winding down for us, and I, I like to try to get all these in if we can. We have we have one more um, situation that we were kind of dealing with that I had a question about that we get you up to date on, and then we can move on with with the rest of the panel. You know. What is it about having a uh, a serious conversation with somebody? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on. We got to cut that noise, man. Whoever's, whoever, whoever, who's over there playing with the cards and going through potato chips and shit and playing the guitar, banjo, whatever the hell you're doing, please, we got to, we got to keep the noise down. Put your phone on you, do whatever you're doing. Keep it like that, please, like that. A move. There we go. I, 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 think, I, think, I think we got it. All right, I think we got it. We're under, we're under control. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. Okay, uh, Shigori, one more question before we move on with the, with the rest of the panel is um, why why is it that when you try to have a serious conversation with certain folks, and you've been talking about some circumstances you've been kind of in lately. And you try to, you know what I'm saying, um, tell them what's going down, and uh, things get blown out of proportion, and at the same time, covering the other question that kind of goes along with it, uh, they try to make it all about them when you're trying to just, you know, have a simple conversation with them about maybe something that's going on with your relationship, you know what I'm saying, past or present, you know, uh, friends, you know, coworkers, whatever. You're trying to have a serious conversation with them about something that might bug you a little bit, and it seems like they take it, their conversation, and you're trying to get understand with them how you feel, and they try to make it all about them rather than trying to really discuss with you or or or, or uh, you know come come to some kind of understanding with you, and they, they they take whatever you say, they just kind of blow it out of proportion, and things get out of control. What do you think about a situation with that, and how do you usually deal with that? Is that for me or is that for anybody else? I mean, is anybody else on the phone? We're here. He well, asked you. Well, right. We're, we're asking you because this is the last question before we get back up to date on where we're heading on in the, to, to uh, head to the home stretch. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. It's all right. We know you just get here and settle it in, so you know, so we try to we try to help you get it in too because you know we like to for all the panels to kind of you know get it in and. And 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 uh, cover all the topics. 
So so I, I'll read it to you again. You try to have a serious conversation and, you know, uh, they take what you're saying and they blow it out of the facts and everything out of proportion and they actually, on the tail end of it, try to make it all about them rather than what you're trying to gain understanding on. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've dealt with folks like that. Um, how do you deal with a situation like that when you come across something like that? Well, somebody's trying to tell you, somebody, they, they don't want to, they, I, I'm confused by the question. I mean, I'm really confused by the question, Dale. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. And by somebody saying something about uh, well, a great you're, having, you're just having a serious conversation with them. I mean, you you know, you got some, either you got some beef with them or there's something that they're doing that's kind of, you know, kind of bugging you out or whatever, and, you're trying to get an understanding with them. You're trying to talk to them about it. And rather than understanding where you're coming from, they try to make it all about them, and they try to take what you're trying to tell them, and they blow it out of proportion and turn it into something else. How do you deal with someone like that? Oh, I, I deal with that before. You turn on, you're trying to talk to somebody. I had a situation like before where a guy just, you're trying to talk to someone, and they twisted and stuff. You, you, can't, you can't really deal with those guys, man. I mean, Sometimes you just can't deal with people like that. You can talk to them and try to explain something, man, but take it to the when they try to, you know, uh, make it more about something else, man. You are uh, dealing with, like I said, you're dealing with emotions. Try not to deal with somebody who got to that point because all they're going to do is continue to go on and go on from come to a situation of uh, a shouting match or something like that, man. Because I feel like, man, if you, you, you have to come over with a certain calm and tell motherfuckers, say, hey, man, check this out. This is what you got to do, man. You know, you talk to them correctly. And you can slide some confidence in that, but you can probably be honing your presentation. But a lot of people, man, kind of like lose that cool, man. Lose that cool, I, I, I just digress, man, and go to another subject, in other words. And I just leave it alone and move back. But... You know, because I don't want to get, I, I, I lose my cool, I, I, well, I try not to lose because I lose my cool, it, it, will, it will be about something. I hate to be out there wrestling with some nigga on some crazy shit, man. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I just I just try my best to try to uh, tell them the right thing, be positive, and tell them what's going on, and tell them straightforward, woman or feet, woman or man, whatever, everything. Right. Mm-hmm. question goes out to everybody and everyone wants to jump in on it and we can carry it on around, that's what we'll do. Uh, emotions. We were just talking about emotions a little while ago. And and we we've all seen it, we've all seen it happen. What what do you do and, and why do you think it is that people or why do people use, you know, anger, tears, you know, a lot a lot of noise and stuff or whatever to manipulate people into kind of seeing things their way, but when it's time for you to have things seen your way, you get what we were talking about before. They kind of make it all about them. So you got people out there that, you know, use tears or, you know, anger and stuff like that to manipulate a conversation or situation and stuff, and you got a lot of that that kind of goes on like that. They use it to, you know, manipulate people into whatever they want to do, whether it's crocodile tears or it's the, you know, the anger factor. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, why do you think people do that stuff? Well, we kind of know why they do it because they're trying to manipulate. But how do you deal with people that act like that? People are black people, man, being emotions and things like that. We're going through a situation to where we're going through a lot of frustration, a lot, a lot of anger. And we have a lot of things that we we uh, we are very very uh, hard on ourselves sometimes to the point where I feel like that everything goes on with us. You know, we want a certain way, we want a conception, or a certain type of respect. But we do deserve from our own. Thing about it is, which so hard to have things and try to. Uh, trying to uh, in this dumbest society, we trying to be accepted, trying to give that ladder, having things I'm painting and bustle shit that uh, we blow up and we lose a lot of cool. And it's all coming back to him because the thing about it is we have a certain, uh, I guess I would say, a certain thing, uh, economic base set in forth, man. We'll be able to be able to do things a lot and think a lot different because there's a lot of things that we carry on our sleeve because we have to worry about everything. We have, we own our house and kids and everything like that, our place where we live, our apartment, whatever we in, we have to control everything. And the situation, though, is kind of tough, especially for the black woman, man, because the black woman is in a position right now where she gets emotional because there's a lot of single mothers who are trying to do the man's position and trying to do their position. And it's tough for them when they get rid of stuff, get upset, and they carry their anger on their sleeves so you can't even say hi to them. And then at the same time, a lot of brothers going through the same thing. You know, they, they're having a situation. They got to deal with uh, employment, man, getting the type of jobs they want, get up that ladder because they find themselves competing. And the man, the black man, has a situation where he is dealing with uh, – his nine to five. Then he then he has to also keep himself up for that. And then his he comes home, his he got to he got to he got to worry about you know making his lady happy or things like that. And if you don't have an understanding of what's going on, it could be really 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 pressure, man, because you don't know why you don't like why why why. And you look at you look at the probably across the street and you look at the white folks or whatever, they probably doing well. They probably doing everything's good and got a picket fence and daddy's out smiling and and, and John is mowing the yard and shit and they just live like they they're doing great. But the thing the reason why that is because the situation we're dealing with, man, and we create so much emotion, so much anger with us, man, because it's all economics, man. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation that we happen to deal with on a basis, and, and that carries a lot, man. We but I, I, I understand what you, where you're going with it, and you're right, but I guess the question I have is, what about the folks that just use these type of situations or just use emotions, period, to manipulate people? Emotions, man, to manipulate people? Uh, you know, because there's some people out there that just use their emotions, man. That you know that, that you, everything you're saying is valid, and I and I, I understand fully what, where you were going with that. But there are some folks that are out there that just use their emotions to manipulate people, to not either dominate or to 
move people a certain direction or make them kind of, you know, get you know get in, get on their side without necessarily caring about how they feel at the same time. How do you deal with people that that you know are, are, are trying to do that, and how should you deal with somebody that tries to do that? Emotion. How to deal with them? Well, you don't get emotional with them. That's for sure. You basically uh, have to understand that they're going through emotional case. They get tired. They get they'll 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 slow down. You know, you just don't get emotional with them. I mean, uh, people who try to do that way, you have to do the opposite because two emotional people ain't gonna solve nothing but a probably a problem. So the basic thing is, man, it's just kind of like don't be as emotional as this person. You look at that emotional-ass person and just smile and say, damn, why are you so emotional? Why don't you relax and chill out, man? I mean, what's the problem? What's the problem? You have to you have to show a sense of control. You think about it, people who have emotions and got crazy and stuff, they they out of control. They get mad. They, get, they don't know how to control themselves. They don't know how to control anything else. So you have exactly. to be controlled. You have to show them you've got control. And you just basically smile and say, hey, just relax. Take a deep breath. And I don't care what the is, your boss or whoever. Because some motherfuckers don't know how to do that shit. You know, you got to be able to say, hey, chill out, man. I'll take care of this. Relax. That's the only way you're going to handle situations, man. You got to, you got to, it's checkers. I mean, it's not, it's chess, not checkers. You got to think things out. You got to take moves and think about it before you do it. You're doing checkers. You're just hopping all over the fucking place. You don't know what you're doing. So, hope that answers your question, man. Okay. All right. Troy? Well, yeah, you got to know. There's a lot of mental illness, mental illness out here now, you know. People are all on kind of uh, different types of uh, mood-altering drugs and whatnot, and, you know, and, you know, Prozac and all types of things they're taking. And, you know, people aren't happy um, for this, that, and the other reason, you know. So they'll take a mood-altering drug to try to feel better. Um, just, you know, chemistry's off, you know. Yeah, I remember my mother telling me when I was a kid that as I got grew up to be older, that I, that I would witness a, a, the a increased population of people with mental illness, and it's true. You've got people out here with mental illnesses, man, and it's hard for them to cope. And you're definitely going to come across these type of people, man, that are hard to deal with, and you know, hard to reason with, you know, for whatever reasons or substance issues, or you know, it doesn't take much to throw the body chemistry off, you know. So, you know, you just kind of have to, you know, maneuver through these different types of scenarios, man, and, you know, just use a good judgment call and, you know, know when to, know when to, to, to fight and know when to bow out, and, you know. If something's worth fighting for, by all means, fight for it and stand up for it. But if it's, you know, not that important, then it's no, no need to waste on, you know, undue energy on something that's, you know, not really going to make a difference. I like it. I like it. Uh, Teresa? Well, I say a, a lot of it is you have to pay attention to what's going on with that person as well as with yourself. And when you respond to them, you have to make sure that you're coming correct. And sometimes the best way to deal with an emotional person is to show no emotion. Act like nothing in the world is going on because that makes them stop and think, well, am I being too emotional? I'm over here screaming, and she's talking to me like this is an everyday conversation. But the moment that you react to their emotion, they got you hook, line, and sinker. And they're going to use that to their advantage. So the best way to handle it is just 
show no emotion at all. And it's hard. It's hard to do that, especially if it's a loved one or a family member or a, a good friend. You don't you don't want to act like you don't care, but sometimes that's the best way to deal with them to get them back into the right frame of mind of, hey, we're just trying to have a conversation here. Beverly? Uh, I agree with everything she just said. I mean, don't feed into it, you know. You can listen. You can, you know, try to support them, but she's right. Do not have no emotion for it. Don't get yourself sucked in and caught up into it because then you get caught up in it and you start believing in it. And then when you find that it's not true, then you're stuck listening to it all the time. And if it's the same thing over and over again, you know, then that's when you have to let go because ain't nothing changing, ain't nothing being solved. This, you know, whoever the person is, they got to solve it, whether you help them or not or be there for them because they, they, they want you to feed into it because that's the only thing they got to feed off of. That's the only way to express how they feel or what they're going through, and they expect people to listen. I mean, how many people they ain't told it to? So, you know, all you can do is just listen. I'm thinking along the same lines. I mean, it's like if it's genuine and you're mostly going through someone, I'm here for you. I feel you. Seriously, I feel you. Whatever it is that's telling you, whatever it is that's bothering you, especially if you're a close friend, family, whatever it is, as long as it's genuine, I'm okay. But don't try to make a sucker out of me by sucking me in with some emotional stuff. That you really kind of, as they say, gaming me rather than being being earnest that you're really, you know, going through something. If you're going through something, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to be there for you and be there with you. Just don't game me with it. Don't use it as a game. Don't use it as a tool of manipulation because, oh, well, this guy is soft, so, you know, I can just kind of run this by him or this person over here, you know, this is my boy over here, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's going through some stuff. And in reality, you're either bleeding your pockets, right, deprecating on you or trying to get others to get sucked into that and using them as a weapon against you through this type of emotional process. As long as what you are going through is earnest and honest, I can deal with you. And, 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 and like I said before, you know, I, I'm, I'm there right there on my knees with you or sitting with, with you holding your hand or, 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 or sitting there with, as a brother or sister, and I'm there for you. But if it's being used as a tool, chances are it's going to be harder for me down the road to deal with you in earnest because you're not dealing with me in earnest. Don't gain people with your emotion. That's what I was question I was asking about your manipulation factor. If you're honestly going through it, we feel you, but if you're on something else and you're just gaming, you know, that, you know, that's, let's not play those kind of games because, you know, that's hurtful. And I guess the final question of the night is, if a person's going through this, whether it's real or imagined, uh, uh, false or non-false, real or falsetto, can these people be helped and who can help them? Anybody. I think we'd Anybody? all like to be heroes, but at the end of the day, my help comes from God. So I would have to go to God with it because this is such a big factor that every day you run into someone who is having these kind of issues or is living this kind of a life, and this battle is not for us to try to win. Yes, we are participants in it, and we do need to help fight the battle, but it's not ours ultimately. 
So I, I trust God to guide me through those kinds of situations because you don't know if you need to pray for them or if you need to talk to them. But whatever it is, God will tell you what it is. Absolutely. Troy? Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I agree with what she just said. You know, it's, it's this thing is a way uh, too big for us to carry on our shoulders. You know, it, it's, it's a larger game going on. It's just a spiritual thing. And, you know, you just have to, I guess our thing is to just, you know, understand what's going on, try to the best of our ability, understand how to deal with things as they come our way, and how to fend off these evil spirits, you know, and protect ourselves and our loved ones and families and stuff for, you know, the evil catastrophes that can happen. I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, these evil spirits are, have been here long before we we came, and they're going to be here long after we leave, you know. So Amen. that's just a part of the makeup of this land, of this uh, existence that we're in. Absolutely. Sugar Ray. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trey. Go ahead, Trey. That's all I can say. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Sugar Ray. Yeah, yeah, Nils, I got, I got, I mean, I've got, like, three things going on. I'm trying to settle in on the show, and I'm, I'm, so when you pop my question, I have to jump on the phone, man, but I'm doing something Get my daughter over yeah. here, so. Not, not a problem, I'm I'm going to bypass on this question, man, but I'm getting, I'm almost done with her. So I'm going to jump back and, and get back on those questions again, man. Hey, not a problem. That, we got We got about ten minutes left to go. And uh, we can just kind of get things off our chest now, you know what I'm saying? We can talk about about some of anything. It, it was a very enjoyable show. Appreciate you guys, uh, you know, joining me this evening and, and helping to contribute to what, what, what goes on. You know, I feel blessed to have, you know, uh, knowledgeable, astute people, to be a part of a, a mature group. There's people out there that are starting to really download these shows. They, I'm sure they appreciate some of the help. I'll say again, all of these shows that I try to have, I try to bring something, even if it's something amusing, uh, as, as, as and catchy as the title was, there's a lot of stuff in here that's said by very mature individuals in the 40-something, early, unfortunately for me, early 50-something bracket that uh, bring things to the table that someone might hear out here that might be of help to them. So although I can sit here and, and talk sports and, and Tupac every day, I like to really um, talk about things that really, you know, affect us as people. That our um, uh, domestic violence show that we did the other night is running a, a close second right now at all-time most listened to and downloaded shows. So people are actually listening to the things that we bring to the table and things that we talk about. And it's very important that we get in here and try to use some of the information that we hear from each other as well as try to give to other people that, you know, hopefully if if God is merciful, they can actually use and and benefit from because, you know, we've all been on here, you know, a total, if you put all of our ages together, we've all been around nearly 300 years. and And we all have a different version of what our reality is, but it all pretty much falls under the same umbrella. So these shows, especially this black love thing, is very important. And we know, as the song says, love is love. So 
it can it, it the, the the title you know black love it comes in three forms to me. The first form as it comes in is the fact that we don't get enough uh, societal structural stuff that really deals with our issues and how we feel as people because the greater supposedly uh, a so-called greater society doesn't really focus on us the way you know I think it is it, it will or should. And so I like to try to get a voice for that. Secondary to that, which would be number one and number two, again, the helping someone else, practice, someone who can listen to this. And third, and most importantly, just the opportunity to be able to give with mature folks and chop it up and talk about something besides just the usual things that, like I said before, so far as our generation, so far as our culture, that really don't get handled. And it's very interesting to hear from males and females, no one getting called the B word, people being able to express themselves and get it fully in and get full ideas out there where people can talk and share these ideas. So I feel blessed to have a, a great crew and a great staff, and we're all part of the, as far as I'm concerned, part of the same staff. This isn't my show. This is our show, which means that we get a chance. Anybody who has show ideas and wants to send them to me, or anybody that wants to talk about anything at any time, we can feel free to do it because we're all on the same page and we all need to just get things off our chest and, and, and share these things. So this is why I developed this so that we can have this because I just got tired of being a, a, on an apparatus where all they talked about was Tupac, who's the latest rapper that's wearing a dress and why, and, and a you know, male guy that's rapper and wearing a dress and Eminem and all this other stuff. I wanted to talk about a broader thing that really matters, like these social issues that affect our community so much. So I'll be looking into the, into the pages to see what I can find. If you guys ever have anything that you want to talk about, you know, we, we can talk about it during the show or, or towards the end or whenever you guys want to get it in, we can get it in because that's what we're here for. So I appreciate yeah, well, now, let me Let me, let me ask a question. I mean, how many, how many much minutes do we have? We have much time left? Yeah, well, you know, we got, we got uh, you know, uh, six minutes of call-in time, and then we have that extra half hour to hour of, of fill time where we can just talk and show still record. So okay, let yeah, me. Okay, that's cool, cool. Let's if you have, yeah, let's go into the extra hour because I, I got a few questions, a couple of thoughts I want to share with everybody. You know, I want to know. I want to know. Have you got? I mean, I want to know. Has anybody seen Hidden Colors? I mean, I'm quite sure if you have, it'd be great. And if you haven't, I think you guys should see it. So who hasn't seen it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, let me say this: uh, I, I know, I know for a fact, y'all talking to you guys. You guys are very, very intelligent. If you guys see that, I'm quite sure you guys pretty much have an idea and pretty much know that. And the thing about it, what I'm saying is, is that I think it's a must. That you guys can see it because I don't think there's any there's no there's nothing I've seen I've seen you know, I've seen a lot of you know different uh, stuff but I feel like this series is going on with this right now is well put together and I haven't seen nothing since this roots and that roots wasn't was something that I want to talk about something that we can just be like inspired by but. Thing about hidden colors, man. Thing about it, man. It's it's really, really very. It's very current. 
talking about a lot of things that are going on, a lot of educational stuff. And, you know, nowadays we're in the information age where everything is very important, man, that everybody's looking on computers and on their cell phone, whatever, and just find all kinds of information. But this stuff is through him, the dude named Tyreek Nasheed, he put together some nice stuff. And I and I, I, I would I'm telling you guys, I recommend you guys, man, to go ahead and check that out, man. Do your research, find out what's up with Hidden One and Hidden Two is out. It's been out. It's out. You can get that on D V D at HiddenColorsFilm.com. And Hidden Colors Three is gonna be in selected theaters and uh well, I think on the West Coast it's gonna be the closest one out on the West Coast is Oakland. There's gonna be some different locations in different areas, man, but it's coming out June twenty sixth and select theaters and they also air I think like about in July sometimes it's gonna be on D V D. And it's called post racial. It's talking about a lot of different stuff. And um we already know it's a lot of good there's a lot of crazy shit going on, man. A lot of crazy shit going on. Black people are in a position right now. We need to be ready and be aware. Because that shit could be right in your backyard, next door. You can walk outside. You go in the supermarket, go in the mall. You got a nightmare that nobody, you got a nightmare that other people can experience. There's no white person, no Asian, Mexican. Nobody can talk to us about racism. <laughs> And the thing about it, what I learned, man, is that everybody right now is using racism now. It's like it's like a cop out to the point where they going off saying, uh, "I'm not racist," and they talking about reverse racism, and I'm not this. Uh, Al Sharpton's racist, uh, uh, talking about that's not a kind of crazy stuff, man. But you know, you know damn well those people are not racist because what have they done? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what, what makes them racist? And people go along using it. So what I learned to use, man, is white supremacy. Say white supremacy because the reason why I say white supremacy because it's accusatory. You know, white supremacy, people think it's an aggressive thing where it's like a bunch of guys running around with damn, uh, like the KKK with a damn Nazi flag. It's not nothing aggressive. White supremacy is very subtle. It could be a situation where it's in your face. It's a privilege that they have that we don't have. They privilege every, you know what I'm saying? They get they same things based off white supremacy. I mean, it's a situation that we don't get. When the situation goes down, or a black person won't rescue us. Nobody. The situation with them white supremacy is like Susan, uh, like Susan Smith when she talk about her kids drowning, she blamed a black person. Who did it? White supremacy came in and helped her out. Round up all kinds of brothers when they want to even know brothers around that. They could they could do it. What I'm trying to say is they have a healthy insurance situation to back them up. Just because they're white, they're going to be able to come to their need ASAP real quickly. They're going to take care of the matter. I'm the person that said, hey, a black person did it. Because there's a lot of people went to jail because they got blamed for something they didn't do. And they believe you because they're black. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you guys know this. I, don't, I mean, I know you guys know this. But I'm just saying, it's just one of those things, man, that I want you guys to know. What you guys think about that? I think it's good to know. You know what I'm saying? 
all of the history that that Hidden Colors offers, because Hidden Colors, you know what I'm saying, taught me a lot about things that I just didn't know, like a lot of the the crest and the, like the, the you look at the king's flags in Spain and, and uh, you know, Europe and stuff, and you see that all that cresting was stuff that we actually created. Also, you know, you know, the fact that things that you don't know, like Big Ben's Tower that you always see with the clock over in, Lo- over in London and some of the other buildings in Europe, we built all that stuff. Brothers created the designs for it. They did all of that. Benjamin Banneker, you know what I mean? Farmer's Almanac, the same thing that they do for seasonal growth and, you know, you know, knowing when to do stuff and knowing, you know, how the moon works in, in conjunction with stuff. We were some of the first astronomers. There's a lot of stuff in the hidden colors. I'm just scratching the bare necessities. There's a lot of things in those hidden colors that, for, for, for me, it's not so much uh, the, 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 the racism factor as it is that I want to know seriously what it is that we created that gets hidden from us that we don't know about. So, I mean, that, 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 that's very important. And we, are the, and we are the only, even though we are the only two on the line, it's still, it's still important, Sugar Ray, that we kind of get this stuff out here and get it, you know, understood that, uh, for those who are still listening on six four six five nine five three four zero two, that hidden colors is a road map, as it were, for things that are important, and it's a road map for knowing what it is and what place you actually have stood in history, so that you can feel better about the condition that you deal with today. Yeah, we're the only two on the line. Well, the only two on the line. I mean, I mean, what it yeah. is is that Sunday night, people have to kind of get ready for for the work day and everything. But you know, we're still here. That's cool. And, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But but for the people that are, that are still listening in, it is important that we continue to roadmap ourselves uh, a, a way to figure out the things in life that are that are really important and the things that make us a part of society, the greatest society that maybe, just maybe, we haven't always been a part of. And to me, it makes perfectly good sense to to learn our history, to know what our history is, and to benefit from that history because, um, you know, there's, there's a deal going on with some of the states because there's been a lot of homeschooling going on that they don't want, this, you know, the, the powers of being several states are outlawing homeschooling and People are going to jail for schooling their kids at home rather than send them to a school. And I think it's the fear of actually letting the children know that there was a greater purpose that our people serve uh, so far as, you know, our culture, so far as, you know, making things happen. I mean, the helping of the making of the, the uh, Star Spangled Banner, Benjamin Banneker had help with that. Betsy Ross helped, you know, make the American flag. She even put in words for, oh, say, can you see? So, I mean, there's a lot of important things and need-to-know information that we need. And, you know, if you're educated and if you're put up on, on your history and you know where, you, where you've where you been, 
then now you can know where you're at now in retrospect of that. So I feel it's very important that we know these things. Hey, it's real, man. It's real, man. You know, man. I don't know about it, man, but it's real. Oh, fucking real. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut the music off because, as always, my main man, Sugar Ray, you know, always drops the drops the love on us and lets us know. Exactly what it is and why we're here. Why don't you go ahead and tell them what it is, Sugar Ray, and I'll go ahead and and, and close the show and, and let them know what it really is. Yeah, man. It's like I said before. Shout out to Tyreek Nasheed and Hidden Colors Hidden Color Series. Like I said, it's June 26th. That's when it's gonna be in select theaters around the country. Look it up and uh, give Hidden Colors one, Hidden Colors two, and Hidden Colors three is coming out. But in the meantime, understand, man, keep your head in the sky, man. Understand, we are the first, and we have to do things and make it happen. And always remember, revolution is not an event. It's also a process. So understand, we're going to get it, all right? Well, and on that note, that's always a beautiful thing to hear. I always like to have my man, Sugar Ray, you know what I'm saying, give us the bare bones of why we're here and why we do it. We love you folks out there. We we love bringing you this real knowledge. We love having these, these deep conversations with you. And we just want you to know that to stay blessed and stay strong. As my man said, the revolution is definitely not an event. It's an ongoing thing. Like all ongoing things, it is truly a process. So on that note, Sugar Ray, we're going to take up home with a little bit of Charlie from Anthony Hamilton and We'll see you guys tomorrow night. I'm going to be broadcasting live from the uh, Indian Gaming Casino down at Spirit Mountain Mountain tomorrow, probably between seven and seven thirty, so that because I'll be relaxing back in my suite with my suite, and uh, we're going to go down there and 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 do it up real smooth. And uh, like I said before, I hope to talk to you good folks tomorrow night, Sugar Ray. We will be on deck, and we will speak tomorrow. And this is a very important thing that we do, and. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you as a person that cares enough about your community to want to anoint our brothers and sisters on what's going on. And with that, I'll say God bless and good night to you. This morning found a letter that she wrote She said she's tired that I'm always on the road Too hard to swallow being alone She needs someone at night that she can hold She must have told me a thousand times more Silent cries I used to ignore God knows I love her didn't mean her
really love this old music thing Since I was a child, it's been my dream I can't support her, treat her, and spoil her You know by her the finer thing But I forgot about loving her Damn the money, diamonds, and birds What about the hard days she had with the baby? 